0: Hello and welcome to another podcast derived from the Rotary Radio Show, Melbourne. This show, now in its 11th year, is broadcast on Community Radio 94.1 FM, 3WBC, every Friday from 6 till 8pm. It also streams on the 3WBC website, which is www.3wbc.org.au. Selected podcasts are available on the podcast section of iTunes and can be found by searching Rotary Radio on the podcast section of iTunes, then select Doing Good in Victoria. The Rotary Radio Show is a project of the Rotary Club of Canterbury and podcasts can also be downloaded from their website, which is www.canterburyrotary. In this podcast, David Proud is in conversation with Stephanie Wooler, who has recently completed the Rotary Peace and Conflict Resolution course. And as well, uh, she talks about Seven Women, which is a project she initiated in Nepal. Now, dear listener, I have a very interesting guest that is before me. has just returned...
1: Fellowship, Peace Phil. Fellowship.
0: Oh, I always have trouble with that. <laughs> Tell us a bit about that, sir.
1: So, I, I was lucky enough to be one of the Rotary Peace Fellows in yeah. 2013 to 2015 um, in Sweden. So, oh. I packed up my bags and took off for two years to study Peace and Conflict Resolution in Uppsala, yeah, right. Sweden. right. It's a very
0: famous old university, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. the town was beautiful, and yeah. the university has a very long history, and um, we just got to listen to the most amazing speakers, I think in the second week that I was there, Kofi Annan. Came oh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, it was very interesting. Two years,
0: course, that's a long time, so what did you cover in that sort of period?
1: Yeah, so the Peace Fellowship um, covered the topics of um, peace and conflict resolution, which was causes of war, um, international negotiations, mediation, um right. leadership in conflict mm, yep. resolution and some very interesting things to learn about at, um, and to understand how the world works at that higher level of yeah, conflict right. resolution. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you feel you got out of that course?
1: I feel like I, I went into it wanting to learn more about how... The world works at the top level, and how right. politics works, and um, because I've i been working at the grassroots level in Nepal um, okay. with empowering women. So my focus has been in Nepal the last ten years, um, and I wanted to learn about w- would I like to pursue the the policy path in future, yeah. or working for a bigger institution, and what impact. Um, am I best kind of geared to to have is it true seven women uh, at the grassroots with women in remote villages in Nepal or is it in the government agency or the UN or UNICEF or one of those and um through learning how the world works and the you know, causes of war, rebel movements and all the organisations that work in these areas it became very clear to me that I am a hands-on person and that yep. I'm really passionate about sticking to the grassroots right. where things you know can mobilise communities to create change which then can um, you know, have the ripple effect where, where women go to the local governments and demand change from the grassroots.
0: Right, OK. Now you mentioned uh, seven women. Now I... It's an organisation you're a bit passionate about. Is that right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so Seven Women is an organisation that socially and economically empowers the most marginalised women in Nepal through mm. literacy. Is it just in Nepal? Uh, yeah, just yeah. in Nepal um, through literacy classes, mm. skills training, and income generation. And that that started nine years ago when I went to Nepal. Right. Um, as, as, as the first time as a tourist and then was asked back to lead groups of architects um, in Nepal
0: mm-hmm. and
1: on the back of one of those trips I, I stayed in Nepal and met these seven women that were living in a tin shed.
0: Oh, okay so there's seven physical women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, they they were all physically disabled. Which
0: oh right. Yeah.
1: And when I started to hear their stories and learn about disability in Nepal, um, I learnt also about the stigma that's attached to being disabled, and learnt that um, people in that society believe that you were evil in a past life if you're disabled oh, in this life, right. and that that the women were paying penance. So I saw that it was very difficult for them to get ahead in yeah. that environment, even though they were, you know doing their best to make a go at their lives and selling candles and soap yeah. to the local market. They, they weren't getting enough sales to cover their basic daily needs.
0: Right. What have you been doing with within this organisation?
1: So initially I had about 200 Australian dollars left on that <laughs> trip and I we decided with the women to fund two Nepalese trainers to come and train them in a skill. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And that skill we decided would be knitting because there, there's a big uh, wool market in right, Kathmandu yeah. where they... Wholesale wool from Australia and New Zealand, actually. Yeah. Um, So, and the women already, some of them already knew how to knit because in the winter months they knit in the villages. So, that was the skill that the trainers came to train them in, and I, you know, brought their products back to Australia in very, very small quantities. I remember shoving 12 products in my suitcase <laughs> yeah. and taking off and, and thinking, I'm going to sell these at my university or the market stall. And we had our first market stall and I had two very loyal friends stand with me all day and we didn't sell a single product.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then I had to uh, think... Why do you think that was? Because uh, I thought it would be good for the women to initially do their own designs, and the trainers kind of taught them how to make Nepalese products. But in fact, they weren't—they were too ethnic-looking, I think, for for the market here. They're very, um, you know, a lot of different colours together and fluorescent yellow knitted bag and things like that, that yeah, probably not us, is it? probably wouldn't appeal <laughs> to, to, I thought they were beautiful because I saw that they'd been made by the women yeah. but um, looking back now I can see why they didn't sell yeah. so that, that le- then led me on um, a bit of a design journey. Yeah. So, so I began designing products that I thought would sell here yeah. Um, and, and
0: be within their capabilities of being able to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it had to ma- have to be simple enough at that stage for them to be able to make it. Yeah. And for it to be attractive to the market here. So, and it's quite challenging, you know, developing a social enterprise or a business where the producers are actually disabled because oh, a yeah. lot of the women, you know, had problems with their hands or their legs, and mm. so we had to really work with what is their ability yeah. and what. Do the women have, and maybe we can divide up the tasks? Like, one woman can do the cutting of the material, the other woman can do the knitting or the sewing, you know. So, um, and we worked around that.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, how long have you been involved with uh, Seven Women?
1: Nine years now. So, it started with seven, and now it's over 5,000 lives that Seven Women has been able to impact through our programs.
0: Okay, that's, that's quite an achievement in nine years, isn't it, you know, working in, a, in an environment where communications probably is not the easiest thing to do, I mean, it's almost face-to-face type stuff, isn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely, and I've, um, that, that is entirely due to the fantastic volunteer team that I've had here, yeah. we've got about 50 volunteers that do, you know, marketing, sales, logistics and admin. And finance, and yeah. then we've got um, a fantastic team in Nepal. And I think today, as well at this Rotary conference yeah. um, at Etihad Stadium, that I've I was reflecting on that too. That you know, how much can we get done when we we've yeah. got a supportive network? Yeah, there's yeah. so many fantastic programs in there that are just doing so much work across so many different countries because everyone's working together and supporting yes. each other, yes. and making most of the Rotary network. So. That, that's what we've been able to do and that's why we've been able to grow Seven Women, from Seven Women to over 5,000.
0: Oh, that's fantastic, that's fantastic. Now, I understand that you've got a couple of special things happening fairly soon.
1: Yeah, so we have, um, I've, we're, I'm writing a book and yeah. that's going to be ready next, uh, early next year. Right. And, and this
0: will be cover covering the journey of the Seven Women and how your organisation
1: The Uh, development uh, of the organisation and also kind of being true to self in life and in the development of, you know, your own business or an organisation. How do you kind of succeed through being um, ethical? Seven Women won the Ethical Enterprise Award in Australia for 2014. Well done. Um, So the book is about kind of how, how can you remain true to self in what you choose to do in life and yeah. succeed at the same time. Now so that is
0: a real challenge these days, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I've had fantastic role models. My father has created a very um, great business in the yes. audiovisual industry called Ultralist Australia and he, he is a great role model for me because he's extremely ethical and oh, okay. has you know, treated his staff so well and, and that's been a great example for me to follow my own passion in life and, yeah. and make sure that everything we do is ethical from the very yeah. start of the yeah. supply chain yeah. to the end um, and, yeah, and, and that it can be done. So the book is about um, my journey and also Anita, who is now leading Seven Women in Nepal. Right. A bit about, you know, contrast her upbringing and my upbringing oh, okay. and how different they were. And now how strong we are working as a team and together.
0: And a common cause and a common thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to
1: achieve uh, women who are marginalised in Nepal.
0: Yeah. Now, I presume in Nepal, pool, I've just been thinking as you're speaking, that there must be quite a few in Nepal that would mm. have this sort of almost outcast uh, sort of approach from the community because
1: mm.
0: of the reincarnation. Mm. Uh, that'd be quite common, wouldn't it?
1: yeah it is very common and their beliefs are very different to us here in australia yeah um even though you know there's a lot of the similar things that happen here domestic violence and yeah. the domestic violence that we see in nepal there's very similar threads that kind of run through every society but in nepal for example it's a lot um we, i've just come back from nepal a few days ago and heard you know very disturbing stories when i visit our remote projects of yeah. um For example there was a woman who you know was um by the community decided that she was a witch and decided to feed her human feces cut off her hair and sell her to the brothels in india Um, meanwhile she had two children that uh, are now remaining in in her community and um and that's the type of things that can happen in these communities and it's the type of things that can be changed by the communities because they've invented yeah. them in the first place. So we've found that our literacy programs um, have been a platform for women to create mothers' groups right. and to start to discuss, and, and very supportive men you know, that we've yeah. also met and involved in our programs in the community, get together and start to discuss what they're happy about, what they're not happy about in the community yeah. and, and change things. But the literacy classes have proven to kind of open up people's minds um, yeah. in that way and, and get them talking about what they want to change. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now that you've got a second uh, special event coming up a bit later next year. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tell us what that is.
1: I'm really excited about this event. It's our a documentary that's being made about our work in Nepal. Okay. So we've had a documentary maker, Kim Ramsey, come the last four trips over four years. Um, with me to Nepal and kind of followed our activities right. uh, with the team and, and myself and documented some of the transformation in, in the women um, that oh, come so through Oh, so you're our going to cover
0: a, a, a length of period to see the before and after sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, it's, it's something that I've been very interested in, you know, the change of human behaviour yeah. when they come from nothing um, to... To get a bit of a, a hand up yeah. and the empowerment that happens through that process yeah. when we're not giving things in, in a way that is welfare but when we're actually building capacity through skills training and um, education yeah. Yeah. and it's just phenomenal it's just phenomenal and Kim's captured that on camera and so the documentary is going to be about um, the process of, you know, Australian woman visited Nepal, yep. um, empowered these seven women. These seven women have gone on to empower, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yeah. women. And, yeah. um,
0: so where and um, how is this uh, doco coming out?
1: It's so it's going to be released in may and yeah. we're going to have some screenings in melbourne and sydney of the oh, documentary okay. yeah and then um, we have a really big vision for the documentary to be downloaded and um people to host a screening oh. because it's not just about seven women it's about it's got a number of issues threaded through it you know the trafficking of women domestic violence yeah um, the power of education, yeah. a lot of different issues that the documentary covers. So we're hoping to um, invite the Rotary community to these screenings. Yeah. Because yeah. Rotary has been a phenomenal support for Seven yeah. Women. And we're a Rorts project. Um, they've supported us in, in many ways. Yeah. At, at, you know, Having our market stalls of products at different Rotary mm-hmm. clubs yeah. and events. Yeah. So we'd really love for Rotary to be involved in that. and. Yeah. We're inviting Anita, who's leading our program in Nepal, out oh, well, and ped- ped- our yeah. logistics manager to come out and be here for the screening so they can talk a bit more yeah. about their roles in Nepal.
0: Excellent. Right, well, that sounds as though uh, you've got a lot coming up in the next little while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah busy times.
0: <laughs> well, well done, <laughs> and uh, thank you for coming on the Rotary Radio Show.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast which was produced and presented by past President David Proud of the Rotary Club of Canterbury District 9800. Should you require any further information on Rotary podcast kindly contact me David Proud at david.proud at
1: 3wbc.org.au Thank you for listening.